Let me introduce you a woman I look up to, and uh, that would be my wife. Stephanie is just the greatest thing outside of Jesus ever happened to me, and uh, I cannot wait to stand up while she's preaching. I've told her, I say, get ready. When you hit a hot point, I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to go, mm, that's good. Give it up, Stephanie Payne. I already told him that I would hurt him if he did that. (laughs) Oh, man. Give yourselves a hand, Mom. If you're a mom, just stand up one more time. Ladies, we deserve this day, right? (laughs) Give yourselves a hand. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, This morning, I had to laugh. My um, Tim was so sweet since I was speaking this morning. He gave me the day off. Woo! And so normally, I get up really early, get the kids all ready for church and come and so I told him I'd at least do their hair. <laughs> Gave Dad a fast pass on the hair because Riley likes to do her own, and we know how good that looks. Um, she's only seven. I think we have a picture of our children. Um, I don't know if you know who they are, but this is Jaden. This is from last year. After you have three, it's hard to get them all together. <laughs> we skip Christmas pictures this year. But this is Jaden. He's our nine-year-old. Riley with a little attitude on the bottom. She is seven. And then Gavin, who's larger-than-life personality. He is five. And so Riley this morning asked me, she's like, Mommy, how old are you? And Jaden looked at her, and he's like, it's not her birthday. It's only Mother's Day. And he said, by the way, how old are you, Mom? <laughs> I said, I'm 36 whoa, I didn't realize you were that old. (laughs) So then you kind of wait for it. And then he's like, I thought you were 26. I'm like, great choice. He said, you look really good for 36. (laughs) So that made my mother day. It was like the best um, Mother's Day present ever. So, but you know, as moms, you know, we go through the phase, we find out we're expecting and we have baby showers. Anybody remember their baby shower that they had? Everybody tells you, oh, going to be the perfect mom. (laughs) Your baby's so lucky to have you. And then you have this child that keeps you up all night long. (laughs) You rarely get a shower and your life just totally changes. We all know it's good, but you know, a showers, we just need to be real. All of us seasoned mothers be like, girl, it's about to get real. (laughs) When I mean real, I mean really real. (laughs) Your life as you now know it is over. <laughs> but we know it's all a good over. You know, we, we, we sacrifice a lot, but it's so worth it for those moments when your kids are with you and they, they look at you and they may have had a really rough day. Maybe you ha- made you have a really rough day. Um, maybe you have a teenager and you wonder where they've been all day. <laughs> but it's so sweet to be able to sit at the end of the day and realize it was all worth it. And, and let's face it, moms, we don't have everything that we need. Only Jesus can give us that. We don't have all the answers. Many times we feel so overwhelmed. We may feel discouraged. We may feel um, defeated as a mother. Maybe your, your child has grown and you have a lot of regrets, a lot of wishes, like, man, I wish, I wish, I wish. And I just want you to know today that I just want you to walk away today feeling encouraged, feeling hope, feeling that I have what it takes to be a mom, to be a woman of God, and to rise up for this occasion. I love, um, I'm going to share a story with, about Hannah in the Bible. Hannah is one of my favorites. I, you know, grew up listening and hearing about her. And when Tim asked me to speak, I thought, man, I want to I speak on Hannah. Because Hannah was just real and raw before God. Said so she was bitter, she was angry, and she was just laying it all out before God. 
and we don't have to be perfect. And um, I think, you know, as, as I said, like rewind, I thought I had to be perfect mother, you know. And after child number three, I realized I really wasn't a perfect mother. <laughs> and I'll share a funny story with you guys to let you know why I'm not a perfect <laughs> mother. And this is one of those secrets I swore Tim that if you ever told anyone <laughs> and ruined my reputation, it would not be good for him. So, <laughs> you know, after you have your third child, I don't know, something, I think it's a scientific word. If anybody knows a scientific word for it other than mommy brain, please let me know about it afterwards. But something happens after you have several children, you just kind of lose brain cells. So you make, you know, you say things or you maybe do things that you would never quite do um, before you had children. So it, I, we had three children. Let's see, Gavin was probably five months old at the time. And Tim and I were youth pastors, and I had a youth activity, and my girlfriend was like, girl, let me just watch Gavin for you. Just take the two. I'll watch him. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay, thank you so much. So I went to the youth activity with two. Any, any moms out there with multiple children? Yes. So, you know, even when you have one somewhere, it's so much easier. <laughs> Errands are easier. Life is a little easier. And so I told her, I said, I got finished a lot earlier. I'm going to run to the store and do some errands. So I took Riley and um, Jaden, ran into all these different stores doing errands. And on the way home, I picked up Gavin, and I thought, you know what? There's one store I forgot to run into. I'm just going to run in there really quick, grab a couple things, and come out. Well, I pull in the parking lot. Jaden and Riley hop out, and I hear some commotion. So, you know, do the mommy thing. Make sure everybody's protected. We're all good. So they hop out. I go in the store, shop around, look around, get up to the cashier. I'm sure you're probably tracking with me by now. I get up to the cashier, and I look at her, and I, then I look in my buggy. Then I look at her again, and I said, oh, my gosh, I left my baby in the car. <laughs> Had that moment of panic. Well, of course, then she looked at me like, oh, my gosh. You know, her mouth drops open, her eyes look. Well, I go a step farther, and I say, I've got to go get him. So I'm going to need you to watch these two <laughs> while I run out to the car, and I go get him. And the lady's just like, Okay, I'm like, seriously, I've got to go right now. So my heart is racing. I mean, I am just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. We live in Tampa. You know, my mind is running through the worst things possible um, scenarios ever. So I get out to the car. I need to hear him screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You know, that scream was such a sweet sound. So I get him. I promised and reassured him that I would never leave him in the car again, <laughs> that I was a good mother. <laughs> And that would take care of him for the rest of his life. But then I had to go back into the store to get my other two children. <laughs> so I go back into the store and I look at the lady. And again, I reassured her that I had never done this before. <laughs> and that um, I, said, I said, I just can't believe I've done this. Can't believe I've done this. So I get, you know, the other kids and I get them in the car. And that's when, as the only mother, have y'all ever done anything? Not maybe left your kid in the car, but something like that that you swore you'd never tell anyone that you did. I get in the car and then I'm like, I'm the worst mother ever. Cried all the way home. Well, then I get in. I'm like, I can't tell Tim what I just did, leaving our child in the car. Well, I didn't have to. That's why I have two older children to tell them for me. (laughs) So I seriously got out. I'm like, okay, what to tell? Kind of going through a little storyline. And get out. Jane's like, Mom left Gavin in the car while we were in the store. So then Tim, the compassionate man that he is, he truly is compassionate. He comes over, hugs me as I'm like, "Uh." 
He's like, baby, it's okay. God's so good. You know, he protected him. Yes. But if you ever tell anyone, Tim, I swear, this secret goes down with us. <laughs> good chuckle. Say, hey, now that you know I'm not perfect, that's why I love momentum. No perfect people allowed. Don't even have to be perfect moms. But, you know, so many times we put so many expectations on ourselves. And, you know, before you have children, you say, I would never. Fill in the blanks. My child would never. Fill in the blanks. And then you find yourself there that one day, like, oh, so judgmental. <laughs> God forgive me. One of the reasons why we're just, we're just, ladies, I just want us to take a deep breath today and realize that we're imperfect, but that's why God sent his perfect son, Jesus, for us. And um, <laughs> somebody's alive out there. It wasn't even Tim. Tim's, Tim's sitting on his hands so he can, <laughs> so I don't have the security come take him out. But I want to look into Hannah's life, and I want to tell you a little bit about Hannah in the Bible. And, you know, we did baby dedication earlier, and, you know, there's some moms out there who would love to have a baby, and this is where Hannah was. And as we go to the story of Hannah, um, I'll just rewind. Um, She had married Elkanah, and Elkanah, she was his first wife. And back in Bible times, Children were a sign of blessing, social status. It, it passed on their lineage. And if you weren't able to have children as a mother, then they took another wife, the first sister wives. <laughs> they would take another wife so that way their lineage could be passed down. And that's when Hannah, her heart, Elkanah, it said he loved her, but she was inadequate. She couldn't have a baby for him. So he had to take another wife. Do you ever feel that way sometimes, moms? You don't have what it takes. You're inadequate. Maybe you're just like, man, I just can't even, like, get to here. I mean, I can't even get right here right now. So she just was broken. So to make what matters worse, Elkanah took a second wife, Panina. Aren't you glad her name was Hannah? She probably was, like, at least thanking Jesus for that. You're like, thank you, God, at least you gave me the name Hannah instead of Panina. So (laughs) she should have, you know, made fun of Panina for that. But unfortunately... God blessed Panina and gave her multiple children while Hannah was still over here barren, wanting a child more than anything. And Panina was not a nice woman, was not a good sister wife. <laughs> she did not encourage her. She mocked her. She made fun of her. She put her down. Women, do we ever find ourselves there sometimes? It's easy to make ourselves look so much better if we put other people down. Maybe people won't see our faults if we're pointing a finger at others or if we're criticizing others. But Panina did this. She just put her down and mocked her. But Hannah believed in God. And every year, annually, they would go to the temple to offer sacrifices to God. At this time, you know, Jesus hadn't come. So they offered sacrifices to God for the forgiveness of their sins. But Hannah, it says here in the Bible um, that Hannah, each, each year, Hannah would cry bitterly and in anguish as she prayed to the Lord saying, God, please give me a son. And this didn't happen just one time. This happened many years. It said year after year. So you can only imagine women, moms, even maybe men out there, if there's something you've been praying for year after year after year, and you're still being mocked, you're still hearing no answers, the discouragement. So finally, one year, this is where I want to pick up our text in 1 Samuel um, <laughs> even the priest misunderstood mis- um, her. Verse 13, 
Well, let's back up to verse, verse 12. It says, as she was praying to the Lord, Eli, Eli was the priest. Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. <laughs> Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I'm very discouraged. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. What in your life do you need God to meet you in such a real way today? What way, maybe as a mom, as a daughter, as a son even, that you know that you need only God can give you that answer today? Um, this, is the, this is my favorite part, though. I love this part. In that case, Eli said, he realized, man, this lady's not drunk. <laughs> she just wants an answer from God. She's not giving up until she hears from God. He says, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Next verse 19 says, The entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship. You know, many times I look here and it says, <laughs> Go in peace. And she got up and was no longer sad. Do you realize at that time her prayer had not been answered? The fulfillment of the prayer that she had prayed, he hadn't, she didn't have a baby in her arms yet. She had the hope of a promise. And when she had that hope of a promise, it changed her countenance. All of a sudden, she got up with bravery, with courage. That's why I love that song we sang earlier, You Make Me Brave. There's things that we're going to face in our life that we can only need. Only God's courage inside of us is what we have that's going to take us to that next level. So when he said, go in peace, and she got up. And then it says the next morning she went to worship. She thanked God for what she had, even when she didn't have it. And ladies, as women, you know, we need to rise up. Rise up to be the women of God that God called you to be. And many times to rise up, we have to be on our knees. We have to be those women of prayer who get the very hem of God's garment Maybe your baby is 55, and he is far from God. Maybe you have an estranged relationship. You haven't even seen your child in a long time. God sees you. He saw Hannah. You keep believing. You keep speaking to that mountain, saying, today I'm going to claim that this, my child is coming home. Today I'm going to believe that this teenager that I have has just claimed that he's an atheist is going to come back to me, is going to come back to Jesus. Maybe this child that you've just been given, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is a huge responsibility. God, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue what I'm doing. He can give you the strength. He can give you the wisdom. And he can give you everything that you need to face the day ahead of you. <clears throat> I love, <laughs> you know, my... It's kind of funny, you know, how sometimes you're sitting around the house and you're telling stories. And I went home back, gosh, probably about a year ago and just talked about the prayer team here at Momentum Church. And just, you know, I'm a huge believer in, the, in prayer. 
God can do amazing things through prayer. Many times he wants us to push and pray, but many times we just need to rely on God for everything. Just tell him our dependency is on you, Jesus. I can't do this. So sharing with my dad, you know, all the things that we've seen through the prayer team of, you know, at momentum and not just at momentum, but just my friends around and just corporately seeing God's hand move. And he looked and he said, you know, he said, your, your great grandmother and granddad were extremely huge prayer warriors. And he said, I remember something that they did that changed me as a child. And um, don't laugh. My great grandmother's name was Big Mom. <laughs> Everybody needs a big mom in their family. And um, don't worry, she was not a large woman. She only weighed 90 pounds, <laughs> but she was big in stature. And um, granddad, I never had an opportunity to meet him, but big mom and granddad were known to be prayer warriors. And my dad says as a little boy, he went and spent the week with um, big mom and granddad. And while he was there, um, while he was there, he would hear like a noise, like her getting up during the middle of the night. So finally he thought, you know what, I'm going to go see. What's going on? What is she doing in the middle of the night? So we're in Tennessee, so he went down to the barn. Grant, um, Big Mom had gone all the way down to the barn. And he goes to the barn, and he opens the door, and there was Big Mom on her knees in the barn praying for her two sons who were overseas at war, praying that God would keep them safe, praying that God would have mercy on them, praying that her family was protected, Praying that God would just have mercy on them, would, would bless them, would give favor to them. And dad says, that day, he said, it changed me. He said, I knew my grandmother was so powerful in prayers. He said, when I saw my two uncles come home from war after, I think it was like 75% of their actual like regimen had actually died in the war. He said, when I saw them come home, he said, I realized the power of a praying woman. And I wanted to pass that down to my, to my family, to my children. And I thought, lady, what can we, Lord, what today? What do us as mothers need? What do we as women need? What do we even as men need? We need to go down to our knees. We need to go down to our knees so then when we are on our knees, asking God for the strength, asking him for our needs, thanking him for what we already have, then he will rise us up to give us what we need. I have a saying here. It says, um, oh, let me look here real quick. I found this saying, and um, it says, hope is the ability to hear the music of the future, and faith is the courage to dance to it today. <laughs> How many of you ladies out there just need to dance today? Just to get up and dance and believe and expect God for that miracle. Hannah would not have gotten up if she didn't expect to have a son in her arms soon. Hannah would not have gotten up with the joy and the countenance of the Lord upon her if she did not expect something had changed and God was going to move on her behalf. Ladies, God wants to answer our prayers. God wants to meet us where we are. He wants us to see his hand. He wants us to experience him. We were made for more. We weren't just made for mediocrity. We weren't just made to survive. We were made to thrive. We were made to rise above because of the Jesus who lives inside of us. So I want to encourage you today to dance. 
Dance like the God of heaven is watching you. He is answering your prayers. He sees you. He is, but you are believing him for that healing. You are believing him to rise from the defeatedness to the hope, to go from fear to fearless, to just have the courage to face whatever lies ahead of you. Verse, um, verse 23 said, oh, hold on, let me back up. It says, um, verse 19, it says, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel. She said, for I ask the Lord for him. Ladies, what a promise. Moms, what a promise. I just want us to realize today that you are more, no matter what you came in here feeling like. If we, if we based our life on our feelings, I wouldn't be standing up here speaking today. Just being honest. I wouldn't be up here speaking. I wouldn't have the courage to get in front of you. But God, but God didn't make us to sit down and do things. He called us for something more. He called us to step out. Just like the song says, you make me brave. You called me out. Jaden one day said, um, Mom, kids make fun of me. They say I'm weird. I was like, that's great. That means you're not normal. Who wants to be normal? Normal's so boring. It's overrated. You want to be weird. And he was like, you're weird. No. <laughs> Don't settle for normal, ladies. Don't settle for people telling you. Let's face it. Other ladies are going to poo-poo in our dreams sometimes. <laughs> Y'all know it's true. That's why you laughed. You ever gotten a big idea? You're like, this is going to be so awesome. You tell someone and they're like, mm, good luck. <laughs> That's Okay. That's okay. You believe the God who gave you that dream. You believe that you're going to be um, the courageous person. You may be facing fear right now, but God knows there's courage inside of you. God knows there's someone who needs to hear your story. He knows there's someone that you're going to meet that needs to have hope. He knows that you're going to meet someone who now is a new mom that you're going to be like, girl, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It may get rough some days, but you're going to make it because God inside of you is going to give you everything you need. So ladies, today as we close, I just want to pray over you. I want to pray that God inside of you, if there is something that you came here, I just want to back up just a little bit. If there is something that you came in with today, maybe you're facing a decision. Maybe you're facing a problem. Maybe you're facing um, just something that seems, whoa, I need a miracle. I want you today just to stand up. I want to pray over you. I want to pray over all the moms. So just go ahead and stand up. But I, if you need extra prayer, I want you to come forward. Don't feel ashamed. If I wasn't holding this microphone, I would be down there. I would. Because, ladies, we all need something. We all need... I love you. This woman right here on a side note, Crystal, is amazing. She watches my child for me. And, and even combed his hair this week as it looked like a rat's nest so he could go to school looking good. In wild country, she serves. And um, Gavin, I know she's relieved to see me when <laughs> after the third gathering. But thank you, ladies. Sometimes God, in our if we're never broken before God, he can never raise us up because we're already up. In our brokenness, we come to him so he can give us the strength, so that he can give us the courage to face what we need. I'm just going to pray over you ladies. Hopefully I won't cry. I've cried enough this morning. Got little spots on my silk pants from crying. God, right now we come to you 
We thank you for what you're doing here in the hearts of women. God, we thank you, God, that you are bigger than fill in the blanks. God, we thank you, God, that you are a God that answers prayer. God, we thank you that you are a God that sees every tear. God, we thank you, God, that when people misjudge us, God, we th they think that we're drunk as we're pouring out our heart to God, that you see us, you meet us, God, and then you raise us up where we never thought that we could be. God, I pray that you will give us the courage to be the women that you've called us to be. God, I pray, God, if there is a mom out there, God, that is praying for a baby, God, I pray that you will touch her body and you will heal her body, God, and that you will give her the baby, God, that she has dreamed of. Heal that brokenness, Jesus, inside of her that only you see. Jesus, if there is a marriage out here that needs to be restored in order to provide a firm foundation for children, God, I pray that you will renew the relationships. God, if there is a mother out there, God, who may has a lot of regrets, God, I pray that she will humble herself to her children today. Ask for forgiveness. Tell them that God is a God of grace and mercy. And thank you for having grace and mercy on her. God, I pray over the women here right now that you will empower them to be the women that you've called them to be, that you will give them the courage to share their story, that you will give them the courage to face another day. God, and you will give them the courage to walk out the calling that you have on their life, God. Thank you, Jesus, for being here with us today. God, thank you for seeing us today. God, thank you for hearing us today. God, and I hope every woman walks away today knowing that her voice matters to her Savior. And her Heavenly Father wants to hear her voice. He wants his daughter to come to him because he delights in his children. God, just as moms, we would do anything we had, we could do possibly to give our children what they want and what they need. God, you're a good father and you'll do the same for us. Thank you, God, that as we rise today, give us the faith to believe that you're going to come through on your promise because we believe that you're the promise giver and the promise maker. And we just ask all this in your name. Amen.